0: Hey, I'm your host, Emily Bolt. I'm an actor, teacher, and a new mom. Once I became pregnant, I went on a hunt for answers to all my questions about being a working actor mom. And what did I find? practically nothing. So here I am asking all the questions to try to figure out how people do it. How are mothers balancing and not balancing parenthood in this crazy industry? Join me and my amazing guests as we take a real look into the lives of working moms in the entertainment industry. On this episode of Mommy Wood, I'm talking with Ailea Marzoff and First of all, let me tell you that this episode, listening back, definitely confirms that mom brain is very, very real, because I said one thing, but was completely in my brain talking about something else. So we thought we were talking about the same thing, but we weren't. Oh man, it, I mean, it's pretty funny, but I hate that mom brain is a real thing, because you know... Uh, But as moms, we have so much going on in our heads. It's hard to keep everything straight. That's why I feel like, you know, lists and writing things down is very important. Ailea talks about how, you know, it is important to schedule things and make sure this is and that and everything is, you know, on the right track. Anyway, I feel like I'm having mom brain right now because I can't form a sentence. Anyway, (laughs) this episode with Ailea is so great. She is an actor. She's a model. She is a director. She did her first directorial debut this year, which is very exciting. And I can't wait to see what she's been working on. It was interesting that she feels like, she was talking about how she feels like she would hit a wall of fear about being a director. Like, who do I think I am? Which I feel like actors always have. It's that imposter syndrome. I think we face that both as artists and as moms where, you know, it's it's imposter syndrome. <laughs> you know, what? who do we think we are? Why are we making these decisions and all of all of that stuff. Um, She talks about how it made her feel really good that she was able to show her son that you can do anything you want to do. And I think that's one of the most important things to realize as an artist, as an actor who has children, that we're showing our kids that perseverance, that dedication, that um, hard work can pay off. And hopefully it does. (laughs) And that we can do anything we've put our minds to. So I try and remember that myself. So it was nice to hear Aaliyah talk about how um, she was able to be well, oh my gosh, was able to show her son that. I told you, mom brain, oh my gosh. I'm also on vacation right now with my family, so my brain is all over the place. But I am so excited to share this episode. It was so great to talk to Aylea and finally realize or remember where we've met each other from. It was Michael Wilson Studios, which is where we both took class and um, I'm so glad I met her and I'm so glad I got to talk with her again and catch up. And I really hope you enjoy this episode with Aliyah Marzel. Your son is so beautiful. Thank you. His hair is beautiful. I mean, he's just looks like a sweet little angel, but he's not a baby how old is he and
1: what's his name Cassius Cassius will be 10 in November so he is nine years old wow. and so like he comes up to like here on me wow he's like a grown man oh. like, it's look they tell you that it goes fast but let me tell you that is like an understatement there's just like not a word for how fast kids grow up in front of your eyeballs like There's not a sufficient description yeah like I feel like he was just a little baby. I was even looking at pictures of like when we moved we've lived here for about almost five years and I'm like looking at pictures of when we moved in here he was just like this little nugget and now he's like tall and grown he made breakfast on Saturday like I was like pancakes he's like can I make them I'm like "Uh, yeah sure I'll go do other stuff like he'll pack his own lunch sometimes like yeah. He's Maybe. he doesn't need me. Like oh, he came home. <laughs> with you for other things. <laughs> Maybe like <laughs> to, other, to drive him places and pay for things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like he came home one day and I was like, okay, so like we're gonna do this thing. And he was like, Oh mom, um I can't. It's like why can't you? He's like, Oh, I have plans. I said, Hmm you have plans? What plans are these? He's yeah. like, I was gonna do this and then that and I was like you oh. okay 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 also it is too busy for me it's
0: fine it's also hard to imagine because besides I know it goes so fast and I even I mean I'm s- still new in it but <clears throat> but I think back to when May, even just like in her jumper where like I was like the idea that her feet will ever touch the bottom of this seems insane. She'll have to grow, like, it'll be seven years before her legs are that long. And then it's, like, happens. And you're, like, wait, How- what? How did? Yeah. So it's funny, like, looking ahead to things and thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, what is she? She's going to talk at some
1: point. That's going to happen.
0: And it's going to oh, gosh. I
1: know Did she's love you one day. I know that's my job. <laughs> I, I, took him, I took him to soccer camp last summer and second day he was like, mom, can you please not like kiss me in front of everyone? And I was like, oh, I'll kiss you in the car. I'll kiss you in the car before we get out. Okay. And I was like, all oh, right. And actually um, yesterday we made an agreement. We were on a walk and I was like, we, hold my hand. we don't hold hands anymore he was like i'm just i'm not a little kid anymore and we held hands And his arm was still like bent to hold mine and i was like okay let's make an agreement that once you're tall enough that like your arm is straight and mine is bent then you don't have to hold my hand anymore he was like okay
0: Okay. fine mom (laughs) um does he i mean speaking of how beautiful he is and since you model does
1: he do modeling? He does some. He does not. He's someone who's like very outgoing once he gets comfortable, but he's very shy for like the first five ten minutes, which yeah. does not work in an audition scenario. <laughs> he's like <laughs> opened up by the time we've like got back to the car, and I'm like, "Rah, you missed that like nine minutes ago." Um, so we kind of stopped having him audition. While at home, auditions sometimes we'll do because then I can like make sure that he's comfortable and stuff at the at-home auditions, but he will, and he doesn't want to work by himself. He's like not, he doesn't like have that like acting or modeling bug, but if it's like an opportunity to spend a day on set with mom, and so it's like a mother-son thing, then he like loves it because he he loves being on set. I fully believe he'll end up doing something probably like behind the camera because he loves being on a set. He loves crafty. He like,
0: Mm -hmm. I just shot
1: a short film and he was like, wanted to skip soccer practice so he could be a PA like or no sorry not soccer practice a soccer game oh, wow. which like is a big deal right like big, like he is all about his soccer he was like oh I wish I could just skip soccer so I could come and like help you set up crafty and like be your PA like That's
0: so sweet yeah
1: so so it, the other nice thing though about like working with your kid when you're in this is like especially as a mom I feel like most of the pictures we get with our children are like selfies Mm -hmm. right like there's plenty of really cute pictures of like them with their dads yeah like because we're taking them and so it's so nice to like I mean I'm not dressed like myself in most of these pictures but like and we randomly will have different dads in the photos but but, you know there's like great pictures of me and him together and I'm like oh this is so nice like oh that is that you know
0: yeah um well and Obviously, you're in L.A. now. Where are you from originally, and how long have you been in L.A.?
1: Originally from Hawaii, but I grew up in Indonesia and Hawaii, and then I finished high school in Missouri, so I moved here. That's where Missouri came from. Yes, yes, that's right. So um, Missouri, I moved here into – I'm going to age myself. I moved here in 2007 when I was, like, 12, obviously, you know not a grown woman that um yeah no I, so I moved here in 2007 how many years is that almost 16 years
0: I know I want to be like 10 but
1: let's just say 10 it's 16 but we'll just say 10 10 sounds better yeah
0: <laughs> um and did you come out here by by yourself wanting to act and model was that part something that like your family was supportive of or did so they I, have,
1: I so I grew up in kind of my full life I knew I wanted to be in entertainment but when I was like younger and even like throughout high school and stuff I wanted to sing and dance and I was like yeah like acting sounds cool too but like you know my my plan <laughs> yeah. was I was gonna come out to LA I was gonna dance I was gonna like end up going on tour and like music videos and making connections in the music industry. And then like shifting to being a singer, like using all of those connections and then like, you know, get offers to do movies. That was my plan, Um, obviously. (laughs) Full proof. Um, But then I came here and started dancing like eight hours a day, you know, at Millennium and and Debbie Reynolds and my body was like, no. And I ended up having two discs in my back that were deteriorating faster on one side than the other. And also f- come to find out the music industry is cutthroat and difficult and you can't make any money. In the music industry, you're either like completely broke or like super famous and rich. Yeah. There's like no space in between to like just be a normal creative person and like make a living.
0: Yeah.
1: So I had, I had done some modeling, um, worked in a lot of restaurants for a very long time mm-hmm. uh, and then started like auditioning commercially and taking class at all these different places. And then that kind of like, finally I would start getting theatrical auditions and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Did you, um, where where were you in your like career when you found out you were pregnant? Obviously you're not with uh, Cassius' dad no. anymore, which sounds like a good thing. Um, okay. Seems like you have a much better person in your life right now. Uh, which also congratulations. Yeah. You're uh, newly engaged, yes.
1: Yeah, we're getting married in like two weeks. Ah, That's yay. Thing. That's so exciting.
0: Yeah, it's
1: very exciting. Congratulations. Uh, thank you.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. Where were you when you when you found out where you were pregnant? Was it something also that like you planned or were you like were you surprised and did you think you were ready did you
1: there's like so many questions surrounding there's so much that goes into i'll kind of give you like the rundown like the story of kind of like how it happened so i got i got married in 2012 Mm -hmm. and first we were like let's wait a while to have a baby and at the time i had been booking a lot of commercials Mm -hmm. but theatrically like i wasn't even getting many auditions i would get like four theatrical auditions a year and look back I realized that like the manager that I was with he was just to him just making money was important so if you were succeeding in one realm that's where he put his effort so because I was booking so many commercials he didn't really like care about the theatrical side which to me I was like no that's that's what I want to do so I didn't realize till afterwards that it was like oh that's because of him that's not that's not necessarily even a reflection of me like um but so at the time you know like I didn't really have a career like commercials are not something that you like build momentum it's like it's kind of like a one-off you get better at auditioning and like understanding what they want in the room and like that kind of thing but it's not like oh you booked this commercial so now you're going to book a better commercial like it's not like that and so we got married in uh, August and so the next year like January we're talking about it we're like man things didn't change that much when we got married and like actually like I think I had three national commercials going at this, at that time. And I was like, this might actually be a really great time. Cause like once my career gets really busy, it'll be hard to like break that momentum to get pregnant and then take time off to have a baby. And like, since I have these commercials running if I'm not working in a restaurant, like it's okay. Like I don't have to stress. And so we made a decision, like let's have a baby. And I think also I had a friend, um, Galadriel Joy and her husband, Kevin Joy, they had a child and I had gone to I'd met her in an acting class um at Michael Wilson's acting class and um Michael Wilson, maybe that was it. Maybe. Anyway, continue. On. <laughs> uh, uh and they I had like become friends with her and like gone to her child's birthday parties and all of that. And I was like, and they were doing it. Like, you know, she was like booking TV shows, booking movies, and like had this child. And I was like, wow, you like. So many people say that like, once you have a baby, your career is done. You're like, you're just a mom. You have to give up your dreams. And I was like, you don't, she's yeah. doing it. Like, and, and both parents are actors. So I was like, it's not even like there's one with a steady job. And then like the other one is like still chasing a dream. I'm like, no, they're both doing it. And like, it's fine. That's and, amazing. So yeah. I was kind of like, okay, like this logically works. We have money coming in, like, you know, like we're married, we can do this, like, mm-hmm. no problem, yeah. and so, yeah, we decided to try, we got pregnant right away, and then, like, yeah, I was pregnant, and had him, and honestly, this is what I say to some people, is, like, the success in my career, like, I worked in restaurants up until, I don't know, maybe six or seven, six years ago, seven years ago, and, I mean, my son's nine, so like I was still working in restaurants and like doing well commercially, but not making like a full living on being an actor until after my son was born. Yeah. You know, that's, like,
0: see, that's so nice to hear. And I feel like we just need more examples of that because like you said, where you're, there's two sides to that. Cause you know, you can be like, Well, I don't want to have kids until my career takes off. But then, like you said, it's like, well, if my career starts rolling along, then I'm going to be busy and not be able to. So it's like there really is no perfect time, but it is so nice to see like you finally were able to see that like personal example of someone. Yeah. Doing it because it's like I feel like we hear that all these, and like we hear that obviously like these celebrities have kids, and
1: you're like, well, like, like yeah. yeah, and I'll say this: I've never had a nanny. Yeah. I like my my mom lives in Los Angeles, and so we have an interesting relationship. But she has like been helpful, and so even now, like my fiance is a photographer, and it doesn't happen often, but sometimes we both have a super early call time, and so she will take him to school. But it's very like few and far between that we actually like have help but for years I did it as a single mom like you know like for, for a long time and I think that like the difference is once you have a kid so much stuff you stressed about before no longer you don't worry about it you're not thinking about it like and I do think that like when you go to an audition there is something like Um, I teach an on-camera like self-tape camera class like for like acting for self-tape and zooms and one Mm -hmm. of the things I say is like give yourself something to look forward to for afterwards so that when you're done like you're not sitting there like stressed about it thinking about it like oh what did I do and like obviously some of that is natural but if you have something exciting to go do afterwards you're just like here I'm here I did my thing amazing I have to go back to like the things that really like are filling me up right now. So thank you so much. I have to go. And there's something about that energy that I think is really like valuable and like having a kid can almost automatically give that to you, you know? And, or you're tired and you want to go home and lay down. It's like one or the other, but they both work. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Wow. How did that, how was that
0: experience with you as, for you as a single mom working and auditioning and having your son I I have such a hard time even juggling I'm lucky my husband works at home and we're both able to you know back and take we haven't had to have a babysitter um because you know who can afford
1: that anyway but but how did that how did you juggle that well, this was also before self tape, so everything was in person also. But- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that like, I was very lucky that so many audition, like casting offices, they're actually really understanding. And if you have to bring your baby, like the person running the session or like, you know, doing the sign in, not like running the session behind the camera, or like a lot of times you run into people you know, or just like nice people, that like, you're like, hey, can you just like, make sure no one steals the stroller? (laughs) like Can you just like rock her back and forth? And so many people are like, yeah, of course. Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, when he was really little, um, even before my divorce, when he was really little, when he was like a baby baby, I would just bring him in a stroller and like, he could sleep in the room while I take the audition. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, like sit outside in the waiting room and someone would just watch him. So that actually made it like, much easier. Like once you get into routine and, and having like, I started almost just like always having the bag packed, having extra stuff in the car. So in case I didn't have time to like repack a diaper bag, mm-hmm. like you just try to like make it as convenient and like smooth as possible. Your car might be a mess or at least mine was, but like <laughs> it's back there. I might have to dig through, but I'll find it. Um, you just
0: need an extra like home in your car. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like agents are really understanding, you know, and like, and so that was part of it. And then once he was preschool age, I had him in preschool and he like loved his preschool. And so he went to preschool four days a week from yeah. 8 a.m. till he could stay as late as 5 p.m. And mm-hmm. he enjoyed that social interaction so much that like if I came to pick him up early, he would be like annoyed with me. <laughs> I'm um, playing. <laughs> yeah. And so it was nice to know that like if I did have auditions at like 3 or 4 p.m., and like, I couldn't get there so five, that it was fine. He was like happier almost if I, if that was the case, you know? <laughs> um, so that was also really helpful. Cause then I could like drop him off in the morning, get a little workout in, eat some breakfast, get ready, go to my auditions, finish the auditions and then go pick him up. And like, that was really, really helpful. And then shoot dates, like days where I had to shoot where I may not be there in time, having like friends in his preschool or a friend that lived close to me or something like that that you can have as like a backup plan because like very rarely are you going to be working so much to where whoever is helping you out is going to feel taken advantage of or like overly exhausted but if you have a couple of friends who are like willing to help out here and there you know like it doesn't end up being too much I think I did have a few friends that would like babysit but it would be like I think I had like four friends and it was like Maybe I'd use them two or three times a month, but then that's not even like each one would take a shift during the month. You know what I mean? Like it didn't have to be that much. So I think so much of it's like finding support, finding people who like also do what we do because they get it, you know, they like they get it.
0: Yeah. And they're friends with you. I'm sure they, they love Cassius enough where it's like, you don't have to pay me. I want to spend time with him anyway.
1: (laughs) So like that, that definitely made it easy um, or easier And I just think you have to be really good at scheduling. Like I have to say that I think that is the most difficult part. I've never missed an audition. I've never missed a job because of being a mom, like at all. Um, It's just, you have to schedule and like almost be a little bit more efficient which I think is what moms always are doing anyway. But it's like, you have to be even more so because you have this other whole entity of like auditions in the industry that's like not going to be as flexible for you
0: yeah um, i feel like it's a good fit for very type a people <laughs> me too i'm cr- i like how do people that are you know like kind of i was gonna say hot messes but you don't have to be type a
1: to not be a hot mess but <laughs> like if you don't if you're not a scheduler like yeah, it's just something that you have to adjust to and or have like a partner who is a scheduler, who can do it. Uh, you know, or or just like learn learn like the capacity that you have for scheduling, right? If it's like maybe you schedule lots of free time that's unscheduled and then like you have just these parts of your days are scheduled or something like that. But that definitely like made everything just run smoother and made it less stressful and like trying to be kind of ready for anything yeah (laughs) I don't actually feel it's interesting because like while being a mom and especially being a single mom is like exhausting and like there's a lot of like mental and emotional like work Mm -hmm. and bandwidth that has to be used I don't know I feel like looking back on it now had you asked me in the middle of it (laughs) I might have felt differently but looking back like it really wasn't that bad. I think about, like, the years in my early 20s when I, like, worked late nights at restaurants and, like, stayed out all night with my friends and, like, was constantly social. I'm, like, I mean, it kind of exerted the same amount of energy just, like, to more useless things. Right. (laughs) You know, like. Very true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I, like, look at my son now and I'm, like, man, it was all really, like, worth it and, like, not that hard.
0: Yeah. Um, When you, when you decided, when you found out you were pregnant, was it cause do you have, did you also have theatrical commercial and
1: like a separate modeling agent? I just had commercial and theatrical and I actually didn't know that there was even like a market for pregnant models until I was like eight months pregnant.
0: Yeah. Cause I was going to ask you if you did, um, like any maternity stuff.
1: No, I like finally found out. So there's like an agency called Expecting Expecting Mothers, Expectant Mothers. Expecting I can't remember what it's called, but something like that. If you Google I'm sure it'll pop up.
0: Specifically
1: Yeah. More specifically pregnant models. And so I didn't know until like my eighth month of pregnancy. And I remember I was like on hold for old Navy, but it like I would have had to get get on a plane and I was like, Oh, I think I might be too pregnant to fly. Like so, I didn't end up doing it, but I was like, man, this would have been great to know while I was pregnant. And so, oh, right. I have friends who like recently had kids and like they worked their whole pregnancy. I have one friend, she's like, I worked more pregnant. She's like, oh my <laughs> gosh.
0: I wish I... I was still pregnant
1: so much more.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear that a lot. That's funny. Cause you're, cause now you're with natural models. Yeah,
1: with natural models.
0: Yeah, cause I saw, cause um, another friend, we, um, Chanel, I don't know if you know her, but she,
1: uh, um, name's good at faces.
0: Um, well, well, she's the, like, maternity person for Old Navy now. And, I mean, she's never been pregnant. But it's so funny, because I'll see her and I'm like, I'm like, I bought so many maternity things, being like, damn, but she's not actually pregnant. So she looks different than I do. True. True. Yeah. Very true. Wait, wait a second. Yeah, because I was um I was wondering if it was if it would be different to tell um to tell a modeling agent that you're pregnant versus
1: um. I feel with- like maybe back then it would have been different. I feel like in this day and age, like there's a market for everything, right? Yeah. And I think especially natural models like. They really do like represent everything from like plus size girls to curves, like people of different ethnicities, people with different interesting facial features to people from different ethnicities and backgrounds, different ages, like they're women with gorgeous white hair and lots of wrinkles that work all the time. So I feel like in this day and age, like a modeling agency, like would probably be like amazing. I know exactly which clients to pitch you to fantastic. We've been needing some.
0: Yeah. And then
1: um, baby is born. We can pitch you both together. No. <laughs>
0: um how was your pregnancy? Were you able to work throughout your pregnancy? Was there a lot of like sickness?
1: How were you? I had really bad morning sickness the first trimester. Like really bad morning sickness and debilitating headaches. <sighs> so I didn't work much. I auditioned pretty much until I remember specifically there was one job. That I got put on hold for, Mm -hmm. but it shot four weeks, like in the future. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to my agent and being like, "Jamie, um, I'm not gonna look like this in four weeks. Yeah. (laughs) uh, What am I gonna do?" And so obviously we like declined that job. And I was like, "I don't want to spend the time like getting ready and driving around LA to audition for jobs if like I can't actually take them." I was like, I already just feel terrible. i just wanna lay in bed anyway. So when that happened, we were like, okay, I'm gonna stop auditioning. And then I did a really stupid thing and chopped my hair off because long brown hair has always been like my look and like my headshots and like all of that. So like, I never wanted to change it drastically for like auditions and work. And I was like, oh, so if I, since I'm not auditioning, I'll switch it up. I look terrible with short hair. <laughs> Let me tell you all, if, you're, if you get pregnant, do not take that as a time to do something that you don't know if you're going to look beautiful because you're going to gain weight and things are going to look different and you're not going to like it probably. Yeah. You're
0: like there's a reason I hadn't chopped my hair before.
1: Like, oh my god, it was off. and then on top of that like my hair wasn't like all nice and because I was pregnant and so my hair was thicker. Yeah. It's like oh my I I felt it was not cute. I was like, Lord Farquaad without the bangs. Uh-oh. So like, because I gained weight in my face and like, I looked Same. young. So then I just looked like this like I look like, like the way high school students used to look. Now they look like, I don't know, like they work in the fashion industry or something. But like, I look like a child, like a pregnant child with like a terrible haircut that my mom had done or something. And not because it was a bad haircut, just because like I didn't know how to do it, and I don't look good with short hair. And that is so funny. Don't do it, guys. Don't change your look when you're pregnant. Not the- fair <laughs> warnings.
0: <laughs> um. Well, that. Um. But I guess you were still.
1: You said you were still like serving, though. Um. So when when I got actually this actually worked out kind of in my favor because I don't know that I would have been able to continue working in a restaurant because of just like, I didn't feel good. And I hated it also, hated it. Um, but I would actually, I was working at Dylan's which was like an Irish like mm-hmm. pub on, on Hollywood and Vine. Yeah. And so I was working there and just, I remember I was like, I just started showing to where like, if you didn't know me I could have just, that could just be what I look like. But if you knew but me, you would say like- something. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, like at a place where like no one would probably say something because that would be rude. Uh, and yeah. I remember I showed up to Dylan's on a Saturday to start my shift and everything was locked. And basically the restaurant had shut down. Oh. And I was like, well, can I cuss? Have I cussed already? I cuss a lot sometimes. I was like, <laughs> "No, you're good. I'm like, who is going to hire me? I'm pregnant. Yeah. Like, who is going to hire like, me? Absolutely not. And I remember being like, man, I'm going to be pregnant working at this like Irish pub and in, in a schoolgirl outfit, people are going to like, tip me so well, <laughs> it'd be great. Yeah. And, I and I was like, no one else is going to hire me. Yeah. Like, I'm like sick all the time. Like I like want to vomit all day. I'm like starting to get fat and like my belly is starting to show. And so I was just at first I was really like kind of scared and like, oh my God, what are we going to do? yeah what did you kind of embraced like well I guess I'm just not gonna work during this time yeah it's great
0: yeah I I assume you just had enough saved up
1: yeah I had like saved up and and I'm pretty good with money and budgeting and and all that which if you're in this industry you have to be you know Um, but I was like especially good at it and I cook at home a lot and like that kind of stuff so I was just like mindful of it and then also I had those commercials running so like I remember taking like a little baby moon to Hawaii to visit family. And like my sisters came out and it was like a wonderful trip, but I like spent a little more money than I had planned because I ate a lot more than I had planned. Than you're used to, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember coming back and being like, oh, like, did I just screw us over like a little bit? And then like a bunch of residual checks came in and I was like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're good. No, things find a way. (laughs)
0: we <laughs> really do
1: they really do
0: so then how was it uh did you how much time did you take afterwards did you um did you plan a certain amount of time to take off um after cassius was born or were you just like let's see how i feel see what
1: happens yeah it was kind of more that i was like let's like see how it happens i think theatrically also because i didn't get many auditions i was kind of like. Yeah, like all audition, like semi auditions, you know, whatever. Um, I actually remember after I had my son, that manager that I was telling you who I was still with, mm-hmm. uh, my first audition back, again, I was 26 years old and had a baby. Mm-hmm. And my first audition back, he sent me to audition for a role of a 16 year old on a Nickelodeon show. Mm-hmm. And I remember going into the waiting room and being there with a bunch of 16 year olds and their parents and being like, <laughs> I need <a> representation. <laughs> Yeah, you're like what's happening? I'm like I look young, but I don't look 16 and not 16 on Nickelodeon either. Yeah. Maybe that's... 16 on CW, but like not yeah. It's like I have more in common with the parents than the actual people I'm auditioning against. This oh. is And so that like got me to I, dro- I dropped him as my the as my manager and theatrical representation and then like found new ones. And I actually got my first job back I think 3 months postpartum I booked hit the floor. And which actually, I forget where it shot, but it was like a drive. So I had like a hotel. And so my, at the time, husband and son came with me and I pumped on set. And then like, you know, breastfed before, breastfed after, pumped while I was on set. Um, Was still very self-conscious about my body. Like, you know, because it it takes a while for it all to go back. Yeah. Um, And I was like a hot club girl in it. So I was like, like in a dress and like... (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh i can't imagine yeah was it i mean was it harder for you i mean you're you're a thin a thin thin person but was as someone who does not go out for any like pretty or like club any like i don't think i i don't have to worry about really my costuming when it comes to sizes was it but i still had have the stress of like oh like feeling comfortable
1: yeah no 100%
0: how was that emotionally as well as physically for you to like
1: it was definitely difficult cuz also like while i am like in general a slender person i'm also not someone who is just like naturally lean Like Mm -hmm. I've I've obviously, I've never been like plus size. I've always had like a small size, but I've always been like kind of skinny fat. Like (laughs) most of my life I have not had abs. Like, and I've I've, like dieted and exercised and many times unhealthily when I was younger, like because like I felt like I needed to fit in that. I'm also 5'5 and like as a model, that's like extremely short. So I was like, oh, I have to be skinnier than them. And so like for me, like, I'm not naturally like that. Like, I got a little, I got, you know, there's a little there, like, naturally. Um, and so it was very interesting. Once I stopped auditioning while I was pregnant, I was like, ooh, I don't have to diet. Like, I don't have to be attention to what I eat. I don't have to work out. And so I gained far too much weight. Like, I had a doctor tell me I should cut out carbs and walk an hour a day as a pregnant lady. Uh, because I it did.
0: get a second opinion on that, doctor, but...
1: They say, they say that like a healthy weight gain during a pregnancy is like 25 to 35 pounds, right? And I had gained 36 pounds at 30 weeks. And they also say that like, you know, your baby gains a lot of weight at the very end. And I was like, she was like, oh, so, you, okay, okay. And, you know, I ended up gaining 52 pounds, which when I was young, before I got pregnant, I weighed 105 pounds. So I gained half of my body weight. So it's not even about like the number per se, but just like, yeah. I added a third of myself.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, I imagine you were not physically comfortable
1: then. It was so uncomfortable. I mean, my thighs went from a size zero to a size nine. Wow. Yeah. And so like after having him was very difficult, like while I breastfed and like a lot of the weight came off that way. I still, like, it took a while for me to, like, feel back in my body. So it was definitely difficult. Yeah. But I definitely, like, I think heels helped. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's something about when you put on heels you're like, okay, I stand taller and, like, I feel a little sexier. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like.
0: How was that even – if you were going to auditions, because I guess then that was still mostly in person to go to auditions – after you had your baby because i've was doing auditions but they were all self-tape so yeah. i would be like doesn't matter what i'm wearing down below these pants don't fit so i'm good i can't imagine have to because it's such a weird it's such a weird annoying time I have clothes oh, yeah. was like,
1: fit now but not
0: next week yeah because you're like well i can't i'm not I'm out of maternity clothes, or it's like it's obvious it's if if it's a maternity yeah. or whatever. I think maternity clothes are a lot better yeah. than they had been, it's not great right when I was pregnant but even so, it's like, well, I don't want to wear maternity stuff. I can't fit in my pre maternity stuff, but I'm not gonna get a whole new wardrobe besides getting those like belly band things that like go between your jeans where you can just, like, keep them open, but, man, even just
1: that, like, I'm impressed that you were able to, like, well, part of it was one outfit to
0: wear to go to
1: audition. I mean, okay, so I'm going to be honest that I kind of do that now, like, I generally have, like, I, so I'm a very, like, casual person, and I wear mostly men's clothes, like, I wear mostly my fiance's clothes, like, because they're, cut or, like, sweatpants, like, I am such a casual, so, like, when I have auditions that are, like, She's sophisticated and, like, drives a Lexus or, like, whatever. I'm, like, that is not me. So I have one outfit. Perfect. I have, so I have one, like, business outfit. And then I have, like, one other shirt that could go with it if it's not supposed to be business. Like, if it's supposed to just be, like, sophisticated. So I have, like, one outfit for those. And then I have, like, one outfit that's just, like, if it says casual, I'm, like, this. I'm just going to wear this. like. Yeah. And then I have, so, like, that's basically what I did was, like, because I go, you know, there's a lot of, like, the same kind of categories. So I was, like, great. I'll just have things to go with all, like, one outfit for kind of each of these categories, one pair of jeans that, like, you know, fits all the things. And or if you have friends that happen to be the size that you are, borrow something from them. And, like, be like, can I borrow this for three weeks? You can have, like, in three weeks, it won't fit me again, and I'll give it back. yeah Um, And or, like. I used to also wear a lot of overalls, which overalls are very like, you know, flexible and like what size you are.
0: Yeah, that's true. Man, I just, there's, yeah. It's it's such a weird time after <laughs> having a baby where you're like, wait, what's going on? And just emotionally. Um, so you said you were, um like serving until like six years ago. So what was that shift?
1: So I was like booking a lot of commercials and making money. And like when I was married, I was the breadwinner. So like commercial money and then like also restaurants was paying like together, it was paying our bills. And then we were trying to save up for a house. Mm-hmm. Um, And then when I got divorced, I was still working. I was, I was managing a restaurant Um, and I was managing a restaurant and then occasionally working at um, a, nightclub like a couple days a week for extra money and then once we split um I was still like doing the restaurant thing managing the restaurant and um still booking commercials booking like little shoots here and there and then I booked the show Siren and the first year I was just in two episodes so like not life-changing like amazing opportunity amazing show but like not life-changing, tiny, tiny little part on episode eight. And then like episode nine was like my episode. Yes. And that was amazing and felt great. And I kind of like left the restaurant. And so at this point I was just kind of helping out, picking up shifts at different places that like I knew or friends that knew me. Cause man, I'm a really good server. <laughs> I I'm like, As good at anything else in mm-hmm. life as I am a server. Like, uh, like, I feel like everyone has that one thing that they just, like, excel at. Yeah. I wish mine wasn't being a server. No, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm a really good, um, really good nanny, but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, it, it provided for me and my family and, like, helped support me building my career. 100%. I'm appreciative for it. But, like, like anything else if I could be like (laughs) good Uh, great you know (laughs) um but so but so friends you know I could just come in and pick up here and there and and then I also like invested in like a little pop-up restaurant called Barbara Jean for a little while and so I would like run front of house but it's very flexible so I could still like leave and do this stuff and then um and then you know, I still had commercials running and my divorce was finalized. And, um, and then I went back to shoot season two of Siren. And that was a little more difficult because it all, it's just in Vancouver and Cassius was here, but I was very lucky at the time I had somehow had the intuition that my mom should move in with us. And so I moved from a guest house in the Valley. She lived um, in Marina Del Rey. So we moved into where I live now and she took the guest room and I had the master and like. So that way when I had to go to Vancouver to shoot while I was gone, he could still sleep in his bed. She could take him to school. And like he could continue with his same routine while I was gone until I could come back. So that that definitely helped. I don't know how my intuition was like, you should live with your mom, which everyone in my family was like, that's a terrible idea. You guys are gonna like rip each other apart. And I was like, you're probably right, but for something it's telling me to do it. And for a while it was really good and really nice for Cassius to like have that support and like yeah. made things much more simple and part of me thought that was like i knew that it was going to end and i was like she's going to need to move out at some point because everything right. everyone said is correct and forever." <laughs> <laughs> but i was for a while like toying with the idea of like well maybe if i could find a friend like you know maybe someone that's like similar to you that's like good with children but like not married and doesn't have their own kid you know but like if they wanted to live on the west side i could give them a discount on rent to like take the guest room and then just like be available if I needed someone to like take cash to school in the morning or pick him up because I was stuck on set or something like that. Because I loved him being able to like stay in his routine. Yeah, for sure. Like was really nice. Yeah. Um, and you're still you're in that place. Um (laughs) so so luckily when my mom moved out, my fiance and I had been dating about a year. And so he ended up just moving in. So now we have what was the guest room is our office, self-tape area yeah in its room um which is really nice
0: yeah oh yeah i feel like having space too is a big so are you is it a two-bedroom or three-bedroom no.
1: <laughs> it's technically so we it operates as a three-bedroom for us but it's yeah. technically like a two-bedroom with a bonus room i guess because this is my master bedroom which is huge there's like all sorts of space for activities
0: yeah i was gonna say it looks like a living room (laughs) it's
1: huge i'm not gonna show you my bed because that's not made but like my bed is that way yeah that's a lot of space yeah a lot of space like lots of space for activities
0: that's awesome so many activities (laughs) yeah you could just do your whole just do some laps around there
1: So much space
0: for activities but
1: yeah. my son's room is so there is a bathroom and across the hall is my son's bedroom so like it's not technically a three-bedroom because uh, and then our office guest bedroom is downstairs and there's a bathroom downstairs as well
0: Well, that's nice that
1: you have like that space and yes, your- it is it is i think soon he's getting to an age where we probably won't share a door um, <laughs> so maybe he'll move downstairs and then like, we'll turn that into our office, but it is really nice to have the space. And like, we have a little outdoor space, which is really, really nice and really convenient and I'm very lucky that I found this place. It, it's an old building, so it has its quirks yeah. and it, it feels like a house, but it's not a house, but overall, like it is a great space and like very helpful to have. Yeah, we have,
0: um, Do you, well, I know obviously he has changed so much (laughs) like in the the past like few years, but how do you feel, um, because I was going to ask what the, how you feel the differences between like, uh, going in person for audition, basically pre-pandemic versus post post, But I'm sure those are also hugely different given his ages have changed so much during the past few years. Like, I guess he's been in school.
1: Yeah, so that's the other thing. is like, also because he's in school, like, and I know that he doesn't necessarily do well in an audition situation and he's not, like, passionate about it. We don't, he doesn't audition that much. But the nice thing is, like, if he does or if someone just needs digitals, just do it when he gets home, which is, which is nice. I think, I think in that aspect, it does make it easier for him and I to like audition or like submit like together because like, again, knowing that he doesn't do greatly with auditions and it's not his passion. I don't want to pull him out of school and he goes to school in the Palisades. So like to pick, to drive from my house, to go to the Palisades, to pick him up to then like, I don't know, drive to Glendale for an audition or or, like, you know, La Brea or, like, whatever. Like, and then for him to just, like, choke up and miss school. Like, huh. so um, I, do, I do like that we can just, like, hey, you got home real quick. Clean the dirt off your face and put a clean shirt on. Let's go take some pictures. Yeah, That is far, that is far more convenient now yeah. that he's school age, for sure. Do you prefer
0: now doing self-tapes? I mean, even if he's in school i would assume it's easier to do self-tapes for most parents than going in person besides the like getting that in person time but um do you
1: have a preference or i think for me like you know there were so many auditions that we were going into and they just asked a personality question right like they just wanted to be like so tell me about your weekend which again is not about what you say they just want to like see your personality they want to see your face move they want to see you smile laugh like whatever for those I'm like great I will do that at home but I feel like so much of like the auditions where they like want you to to act things out and like all of that and like sometimes like in the scene there would be a partner I kind of hate doing those at home so I'm Mm -hmm. like if we were in person you could like really show me what you want and like there would be other people like it always just feels like such an ordeal. And I'm like, I don't know if this is exactly what you were saying. And like, and so that I don't love. And I also like, the thing I liked about in-person versus um, self-tape is like, when you have an in-person audition, it's probably between the hours of 10 a.m., maybe 9 and 5 p.m. For the most part, all your auditions are gonna be between that. So then by the time like my son comes home and we have dinner, I'm done with work. Right. If if maybe I need to like look over a script or something for another audition, I can do that after he goes to bed and just look at it. But I can be in bed. That's the one thing I don't like about self tape auditions is that like they'll send you an audition and be like, hey, we need this by like 10 a.m. tomorrow. And I'm like, well, I'm on set right now. So like, when am I supposed to do this? Or like, you know, I don't like that. It seems like like they feel like they're like we're always accessible. -hmm. And while there's like pros to that, right? Where like if you're out of town, you could turn an audition. Or you know, if you are on set, you can go home and like after work or the middle of the night, you can take an audition. Like there's obviously pros to that. But I do kind of miss some of that was like, here are the business hours. Yeah. Like outside the business hours, live your life. And if you're on vacation, you're actually on vacation. Yeah. (laughs) are like, oh, can you just get this audition in real quick? I'm like, I'm on vacation. Where you're like, I'll just bring my ring light with me everywhere. <laughs> yes. And so like, that's like a very real thing. So it's almost like bookouts. Well, again, pros. Cause then like, if you are someone who wants to be like auditioning and you do need to like book that work, you have that opportunity. But then also the con is like, there's not really boundaries anymore. Right. So, like true. even the trip I'm taking next week to go get married. When I booked out, I made it very clear. I will not be available I am not bringing a ring light. I do not have a reader, which I actually do because like, but I'm not, we're not, I'm not doing it. I'm not.
0: Well, no, and it's good to have those boundaries because especially having kids, it's like you have to set, I mean, everyone should have boundaries and stick to them and have them set. But I think especially with kids, it's important to have them and be able to say no to things yeah no 100 percent. yeah uh so is your you said now you you have have a class that you teach is that more of like your steady
1: income now so no so like um honestly like the things have been very interesting with like sag and commercials and like film and television i mean right now with the writer's strike but for like the past year or so it's been like a little weird like i I've been seeing the industry change and like the con, it feels like before things that so much of what was film and television, like is now just like a lot of content, Mm. not as much. And like, so it's been like very weird and interesting. And I've been even having a hard time getting excited about most auditions, even like some of the pilots I auditioned for, I was like, they only picked up 13 and like this. This one. (laughs) Huh, okay. Um, and so the class I've taught like one cycle and it's through um a friend of mine, Jorge. Um his he's got like a little studio that he started this this year. Um, and he teaches a couple classes. So I've been teaching this one and we took a little bit of break, and I think this summer we're gonna start a new thing. And it's been really enjoyable and really fun. It's kind of like about taking the art of acting and how to make that read through like self-taping, Zoom, like that kind of stuff. Cause it is different, you know, like there are little like things like before when you're in the room if you wanted to stand up or like walk across you know you could do that yeah and most of us don't have a camera operator with us when we're taping an audition you know a lot of us are even like taping with a reader on zoom like there's not even a person in the room so just trying to like help people understand like how to put your best foot forward in that way while still like bringing like integrity acting finding ways to physically be grounded and so for me, it actually brought a lot more excitement back into acting because I think for a while I was just kind of like, ugh, this is like, this is not great. I'm not loving this. Um, so that, and then kind of this year, my main project has been, um, I started directing. And so- Yeah, it, tell me about your your film. Yes. Yeah, so first, I just want to say for anyone who is like, ooh, I don't know if I could like be an actor and have a mom, be a mom and like all this, I'm like- I am a mother to a nine-year-old. I don't have a side job. And while sometimes it's very scary, like I'm able to sustain myself in this and I am starting a new career. (laughs) Like you can do it. Granted, I do have like wonderful support from my fiance and like, you know, my son is school age. So like all of that stuff, but it's possible. Like it's totally possible. So I've wanted to direct for a while, but I, I would like hit a wall of fear with yeah. writing write well. I like wanted to write, and I would like hit this wall of fear. That again is that like, well, like who do who I think I am? Like,
0: <laughs> you're not.
1: <laughs> um, you're not a writer. It's so like, well, yeah, you are if you say you are. If you do, yeah. Yes, and so something that I suggest for anyone that has like that hits a wall of fear. Mm-hmm. I a couple of years ago, like had a script idea, and I was like, oh, I had a script idea for like six years, and I was like, why can I not write it? Why can I not just do it? I can't just make myself do it. So I signed up for a writing class through UCLA extension, a screenwriting class. Yeah. I ended up not writing my the script that was in my head for that project, but it was like, but it was a good like exercise for me to then, it forced me to write yeah. and it forced me to like be creative and like hit these deadlines. And it also taught me like how to write a script and like all the elements. And I think that was for me, part of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't sit down and write a script. I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. like. Kid. I don't know. To car, it's like someone handed you car keys, and I was like, "I've never driven a car. Like, how do you do this? Like, that's terrifying." Yeah. Um. And so it made me do that, and then after that, it was so much easier. And so I've written a couple of short films, and like, um. So then the same thing happened with like directing. I was like, I really want to direct, but again, I was like, I don't know how to do that. I don't even know where to start. Like. Who's going who's gonna to be like, here's my TV show, go ahead and direct it, so <laughs> what do I do? And so I was just kind of like, well, the class I took before helped me push through that wall of fear. And so I signed up for a directing class through UCLA extension. And while I don't feel like I actually learned that much through the classes, honestly, I felt like directing one was like interesting and definitely like helped clear up some of my already like intuition stuff. A lot of it was teaching you about like what happens on a set and how a set operates. So if you're already in this industry, I don't feel like it was like a ton of new information, but the value in it was that it made me make things. And like, we started really simply and everything I shot was on my iPhone. It was like one minute, no sound, like one, one camera move, like da but it made me make these things. And so then I signed up for directing two and everything in, everything in directing one was like, it was nothing like substantial. It was always just like, an exercise to use like what we had talked about the previous week yeah and then I was like okay I'm gonna take direction too this seems this should be better right like okay I'll learn all these new things and I, I learned absolutely nothing from my teacher <laughs> absolutely nothing a lot of the feedback he even gave I was like this is oh god rubbish. like it was not but I imagine those classes aren't cheap either I but mean, they weren't like insanely, ex- I mean, they were like $800 for like a session, which is like not cheap, but it's also not chump change. You know what yeah. I mean? It's still a good chunk of money. Yeah. If I was learning a ton, I would be like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but to like learn nothing, I definitely remember feeling like, why am I here? What is yeah. this class?
0: But maybe I- that it's like, it's our stuff you kind of already, like you said, intuitively assume, like, it was a lot
1: of that, but it also even was just, like, the feedback he gave was, like, not helpful. Like, I would turn in a project and, like, well, I actually do think that a lot of them were good. There's no way it couldn't be better. Like, yeah. there's no way there's not, like, something Yeah, I could have done better. Like, <laughs> shot it on my iPhone in an afternoon. Like, there's no way. And so it was, like, but then I would get no feedback. So that was a bit frustrating. I don't necessarily recommend those classes unless you just need someone to kick your butt to make you make something. Which yeah. is what I got out of it. So for directing two, I started with these like smaller, like a two minute short, and then I did like a four minute like little comedy thing. And then and then for my last project, um, I wrote the script and I have a friend who was also an actor with me on Siren Sabongulay, and she had wanted to learn to produce. So I was like, I read the script, I or I wrote the script, I had a few people read it just to kind of get get some feedback, you know, whatever. It's a class project, like no pressure. Although I put a lot of pressure on myself for every single project. Like I treated every single project like it was a paid job and it was my duty to make it good, even though I should be a personality coming in. Well, to me, I was like, I'm only going to learn something if I give it my all. Right. And I did. I learned something making each thing, not from my teacher, but every experience I was like, okay, so that does not work. Or we're going to, this sound works, but not that way. Okay. Good to know. Uh, Or, oh, I can't edit this to that got gotcha got a plan next time um but so for the last one a few people have read the script and they were like oh my gosh this is so good like the script is so good and i was like really and so Siv and i were talking and like she had helped like produce the projects that we had just shot on my iphone which you know there's not that much to it it's like i'm gonna pick up some popcorn and fruit for crafty and like you know yeah. send a call sheet and um that's see not- a- though you know yeah and like you know we make like a shot list and all that stuff but it there, it wasn't that all in, in, intense you know because there just wasn't that much to do with the zero dollar budget um
0: I feel like it's probably at the end of the day it's really just how much money you have that makes the the difference like with because you're gonna for big movies it's like well they're still doing the same thing there's just more on the yeah.
1: there's there's more stuff there's more things you can hire more to coordinate yeah. and like definitely like how many days you have and like how many actors like definitely the bigger the production gets the more complicated it gets for sure like a hundred percent and again that has to do with money because you can the more money you have the bigger you can go yeah. um And so, but so for, for Sid, we, her and I talked and I was like, I'm getting really good feedback on this. Like, just do this. Like, that's why I'm in this class. Like I'm not in this class to like get a degree. I'm in this class, like to make stuff. So like, let's do it. And we were completely insane because I wrote this like the last week of February and it was due by March 20th. (laughs) And we were like, yeah, we can do this no problem. Yeah, I highly recommend having more pre-production time, especially if you've never done this before. Because yeah. let me tell you, my wonderful fiance, God bless him, that he still wants to marry me because <laughs> I, I was like a zombie. I was like in this world but not of this world. <laughs> I like didn't talk. I couldn't clean. I I barely, I only ate because he put food in front of me. Like I was always on my computer, always on my phone, up late, up or like, I was a crazy person. He but did you did that, had it done. Yeah, but so it was wonderful. Like we ended up finding a wonderful DP who like was absolutely great. A makeup artist referred me to him, and I thought for sure like he's a professional DP. And I was like, oh no, I I figured probably like someone straight out of film school, you know, yeah. like. And she and and she was like, well, you never know. And so I was like, well, here's my pitch deck and the script. If he's interested, he can reach out. If not, like. I get it yeah and he reached out and like was super excited about it and like why he's like I just want to make this good I'm like amazing Amazing. and and yeah and I think being type a and like terrified of messing up was actually like very bad for my adrenals but like very good for the project (laughs) yeah I like storyboarded everything we had all of our shot lists like um and It was amazing because the whole crew that we got together, so many of them volunteered their time. It was a one-day shoot. Um, They volunteered their time, but they're professionals and they worked as professionals, you know? So, like, I was so terrified. We had a really ambitious shoot schedule and everyone I talked to was like, you're going to shoot that in one day? And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And for our first location, camera went up 45 minutes late. We only had three hours of shoot time scheduled. So wow. like an hour to like set up, an hour to break down, and three hours in between to shoot at the first location. So wow. camera out 45 minutes late, I was like, Me? what are we gonna have to cut? Oh no. We wrapped out of location 20 minutes early. See? And second location, same thing. We wrapped early. Like we had a bunch of extras who were very kind and like worked for free. Mm-hmm. And I remember we like shot like an extra shot that like my dp was like well let me just get a shot of this thing and i was like okay and i'm looking up to the shot list i'm like oh, i remember like everyone was behind us and so it's like we're huddled and we're like oh, yeah well i
0: feel like also as an actor I- i'm sure that that informs your directing as well and maybe that's why you're like you
1: a hundred percent and i feel like I feel like my goal as a director is to be a mindful director. Like while I want my work to obviously be good and I want my work to be recognizable, I also want people to know me as a director who like, I wanna understand everyone's struggle and hold space for it. While I'm not always able to solve that problem, I want there to at least be acknowledgement that like I'm aware, you know? And so it was actually really cool because afterwards I talked to everyone, actors included, and I was like, like, give me some feedback. Like, what can I work on? What did I, and everyone was like, it was great. You're great. Like we, even the extras were like, let us know when the next one will come. And I was like, "Good, yeah. (laughs) Cause you know, to me, I feel like everyone in this industry, while we all want to like be a part of something, we all also want to make it a career, Mm -hmm. you know, which means we need to make, get something out of it, whether it's like money, something for our real, like, yeah,. A credit. like we all need to get something out of it. And so, like I hated asking people to work for free or for a little money. Um but everyone seemed so happy and grateful. Some of the people that I had originally planned on paying said that they didn't want my money. like it was just like such a wonderful experience and really also helped build my confidence that, like I can really do this, yeah, not just like a dream, like a far away dream. Yeah. Um,
0: do you feel like? being a mom kind of helped you
1: push past that fear to try to try it no (laughs) i think i think being a mom almost like made me more fearful because i was like how am i going to add more to my plate right Mm -hmm. like i think that made me a little bit afraid but i do think that some of the skills of being a mom like the scheduling the 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 like remembering out of nowhere that you need to schedule this play date or remembering that like, Oh, I need to bring banana bread on Tuesday to the school. Like I do think that that helped me direct. And then I think that like once it started to like kind of come together and, and I think that in class, while seeing the the small projects that I did like turn out really well. Mm -hmm. And like my son helped with the ones that were like appropriate for him to help with he came and he helped, like he held a boom. Like he, like, he did like that kind of stuff. Like, It made me feel really good to be able to show my son that, like, you can do anything you want to do. Yeah. Like, I'm in my mid-30s. I am a mom. Like, according to half of society, I should just, I'm washed up and done. Right. But yet I'm, like, doing this thing and, like, doing it well and, like, to the point that other people who do this as a profession and don't need to build their reels are showing up to do it for free like yeah i think we also forget
0: that people got into this creative industry because they're creatives like they do want to actually it's not always about like oh i want to act to make this money oh i want to do that like be an extra part of
1: something good yeah. And that's what everyone said. They were like, I love this message. It's all, it's basically a short film about, um, domestic violence mm-hmm. and partially from my own experiences, um, which is why I'm divorced. Um, but it's also, it's, it's just inspired by my story. It's not my actual story, but it kind of touches on the complicated emotions that happens once that abuse is gone. So whether it's that your abuser, you know, you finally were removed from the situation or your abuser was locked up or like whatever it is in this scenario, it's that um, her abusive husband has passed away Mm -hmm. and kind of like looking at, it's not so cut and dry. It's not like, oh great, now I'm free, you know, because like, I think when it comes to, to domestic abuse, a lot of people are like, well, why did you stay? Like if it was so bad, why didn't you leave? And it kind of, like, shows, like, there is so much love involved, not necessarily, like, from the abuser, but, like, people who stay, it's because they truly love that person. Yeah. And, like, there is so much of that. And it's a very complicated, like, I feel relieved, but I also feel sad, like, and then I feel guilty because I am i shouldn't be sad or I am sad, should I not feel relieved? Like, it's a very complicated thing. And so that's kind of what the short film is about, like, watching her kind of struggle with how does she feel? How should she feel? And what does she feel? Um, And kind of going from feeling like she should have done better and like his temper was her fault and like all of that stuff to kind of realizing that it wasn't and that her mistakes were not that her mistake was staying and and taking the abuse, and so that now she's free. It's kind of of the content. Um,
0: Well, that says a lot about your work. As a writer and a director, then that people felt that way. So that's very, very exciting and uh very excited
1: for Yeah. You. So that's what I'm saying. Like we really can do anything. And my son came to set, like he was not there for the first half of the day. That was when, like, kind of the more heavy um stuff was the the second half of the day. We shot in a church, it was at the funeral, but it was mostly voiceover. So like Nothing was happening. It was just people walking in and out of a church, basically. Yeah. And so he came and he was an extra and, like, helped set up Crafty and, like, refilled Crafty. And, like, there's amazing pictures of me. Like, I'm holding, um, like, a portable monitor. And he's, like, standing next to me. And we're just, like, oh, It just made me so happy. And, like, he told me how proud he was of me. Oh, and, like, oh my, oh my God. he was, like, i I'm I can't see it. But, like, oh <laughs> yeah, really proud of you, Mommy. I was, like, maybe when you're older. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. like, I really do think that while, while having a child didn't help me push through that fear of, like, beginning something new, it definitely, like, continued to fuel me and, and made me even happier and prouder that I did make it through that wall of fear. Yeah, that's,
0: that's awesome. I'm so excited for you. Um, I'm gonna ask... The the one of my favorite questions to ask, or it's just my last question I always ask everybody: What has been your lifesaver at the moment? Like, um, it can be, it doesn't. It can be for motherhood. It can be for, um, as an actor, director, creative, or just like a mantra, a product, anything.
1: My lifesaver right now is like honestly, it's a combination of things. One is like having I from shooting that short film, like I realized like I have this newfound belief that like things are gonna work out and like everything's gonna be okay. And like I, I have been trying to tell myself, like, I don't have to get everything done right now. Because I think that that is, like, such a thing, A, in our society, and then doubled down as, like, a mom is, like, there's so much to do, and who is going to do it? And, like, I have to get it all done now, or, like, the world's going to burn, which is not true. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that, but then also, like, I'll be honest, my fiancé has been, like, I did not believe that humans like him existed And while I do think that, like, I have done a lot of hard work, like, on myself and healing myself and learning to communicate and, like, learning how to be efficient and, like, pushing through the fear and, like, doing all of that stuff, I think it would have been 20 times harder without his support. And Mm -hmm. so I do think that, like, that's also made it so that not only am I saying I don't have to get everything done right now, but I also don't have to see everybody. Realizing, like, him, not only his support has helped, but realizing that, like, The people around you really do make a difference, not just necessarily in like what you get done or moving forward in your career, which those things are true too, but also in just like how you feel and like your mental health and like your energy and like all of that. So it's like been a combination of, I don't have to get everything done and I don't have to see everybody and I don't have to like, I just can do less. I say, as I start a new career. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but it's like, it's like, you could do less, but maybe do different things. Yeah. Right? Like instead of doing these five things, I'll do two yeah. of them and then I'll do the three new, the two more new things. And then I'm doing four things instead of five. You yeah. Know?
0: But yeah. It's like choosing the things that matter to you more. Quality
1: than- over quantity, 100%. Yeah. And that like saying no and choosing yourself is okay. Yeah. And preferable. Yeah. You have to
0: yeah oh my gosh well thank you so much for chatting with me and it was so good to talk and to see you
1: Um,
0: so it must have been Michael Wilson then yeah it
1: must have been (laughs) been. I feel like do you know if the studio is open I feel like I don't know I think so I feel like that's the class I always end up going back to I just I really like the way
0: yeah, you I would now. I would love to go back it's just far for me
1: now yeah I live closer now
0: well I actually was for a while um subbing because there's a preschool right next to it now oh. I subbed at that preschool oh nice <laughs> small it's a small world I went to sub for the first time and I was like yeah it was I like a- place. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Well, have a great rest of your day. And, um, I can't wait to hear about all the other things you do. You're,
1: yeah, you're doing, you're doing great. Thank you. So are you. So it's like, honestly, (laughs) if you're a mom, whatever you get done every day is enough and is like amazing. If that is putting on a pair of pants, (laughs) sometimes I don't even put on pants, not real pants.
0: Not real pants. A lot of sweatpants, honestly. Mostly. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, take care. We'll talk thank soon. Too. Bye. And that's our episode. Thank you so much to my guest. And a special thank you to my producer, Cecilia Tripp, with Laurel Canyon Creative. And thank you to Edith Mudge for our theme music. And I hope you enjoyed having a look into Mommy Wood. Don't forget to follow Mommy Wood Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And please give us a nice review and a few stars while you're at it. We would appreciate it so, so much. And take care.